Welcome to The Engaging Life, a podcast about using engagement equity to improve your relationship building skills in your personal and professional life. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Suba and Angela Cheney. Hello, Brandon. Whoa! Hey, Angela! Nice to see you. Back in the recording studio, Erin. That's right. So, I'm excited about this topic because... I think every time I have a topic, I'm like, it's it's one of my hot buttons. It's one of my, I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do have a lot of them. <laughs> Everything is kind of the, the hot button for you. It really yeah. is. Uh, but today is about knowing yourself. And I love this topic because number one, it's amazing how many people don't. <laughs> Which, you know, you live in yourself every day, every second of every day and it's amazing how many people are oblivious to themselves so i want to and i think i've referenced this before uh but back in high school i broke up with a girl or she broke up with me i can't remember and i will never forget this she looks at me and she goes someday brandon i think you'll know who the real you is and and don't get me wrong i looked like i didn't know what i was doing in high school but i knew who i was like i always kind of i've I've had that confidence so when you when you brought this up i'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah Oh, I, I'm one of that does know, but it blows my mind the people that don't. That don't. That don't. And either, I mean, there's one or two ways. Either one, they just are oblivious and they know nothing and they don't even really think about it and they just kind of bumble through their day. And then the others that are so dead wrong. Yeah. Oh, they think they're this way and everybody else is like, what the hell are you thinking? The, uh, I think it lasted two days. But the the quiet kid in school in the class was kind of mm-hmm. cool, so I'm like, I'm gonna be that quiet kid, and I've never it's lied to myself more. Yep. Yeah, never. Yeah, or that too, lying to yourself. Yeah, and that's what it was. I even had yeah. to. I tried to convince myself I was depressed because, like, ah. I I had a few people around me that were. So I'm like, well, maybe I am. And mm-hmm. then I went to counseling. Oh, and they're those like, formative years. You're not. <laughs> you're well, not trying depressed. to figure it out. And and yeah, if you're a kid, I mean. You're figuring it out. Correct. Or not. <laughs> but <laughs> once you get to be an adult, I mean, that's not to say that you know yourself and then you're done. Uh, okay. Right. This is, you know, you're going to evolve throughout your life. You need to continually mm-hmm. get to know yourself on a constant basis. And it's, it shouldn't be a pain. It should be a joy. Yeah. That's one of the greatest joys of my life is, oh, I like this now. <laughs> oh, this doesn't bother me like it used to. I mean, being able to evolve and know yourself like that. Yeah. It's a gift. It is. That that many people reject or don't even realize. I would say probably, I would say probably reject more than realize. Now. Yeah. Because you, people don't always want to be who they're meant to be. And they try to go down so many paths. And then it's the... That's when you see that inspirational Facebook post. They're like, I finally just accepted who I was and I'm so much happier. It's like, yeah, you should have. Maybe you should have started there. But there's also a difference. And I'm going to go down a small rabbit hole before I actually get to my topics. There's a difference about who you are and being just an ass. Because I I hear that so many. Well, I never return texts or I show up 20 minutes late because that's just who I am. And you have to accept. No! No! Being disrespectful is not a personality trait. You should say that again. It's not. I know. And it's like, no, you can't just say, hey, I'm a dick. Either accept it or don't. Yep. Uh, I don't. Yeah. So peace. No, not a personality trait. It's yeah. disrespectful. There's there's a big, big difference. So knowing yourself is hard on many different levels because there's so many different nuances to a personality. There's so many different things to discover. And then there's also so many walls that all of us have because you get 
I mean, being a kid isn't easy. No. Even in the ideal situation where you never got bullied, you got two parents at home who love you and treat you with respect, and you got a sibling who, you know, didn't put your underwear in the freezer or <laughs> pee on you when you were asleep or whatever siblings do. Uh, my my brother never peed That's on like me. You grew up with a brother, asleep. didn't you? <laughs> I read a lot. <laughs> Stuff happens. Um, but even if things are going well, anything can trip up your psyche you know your mom didn't respond to you once when you were sick and you developed that it happens <laughs> i'm a psychology major so i know this um but then you think of how many kids grew up in really either really bad situations semi-bad situations it creates triggers it creates walls it creates distrust i mean all these things that we need to work through mm -hmm. and there can just be layer upon layer like a parfait <laughs> <laughs> To, to a person that you have to uncover, not an onion, <laughs> it's a parfait, that you have to uncover before you can get to a lot of this stuff. So when when I say that it's amazing how many people die, it's not amazing because right. it's not easy. Nope. nope. It is not easy. So, uh, so coming up with these uh, different topics, I could go on and on and on, but I tried to pick just a few of them. So that our podcast is not seven, seven hours long. Uh, the first one I'm excited for. Our I, introvert I talk about versus yep. extrovert, which uh, I think a lot of people uh, misinterpret this. And I'll, I'll give an example that I'm sure I've given in other podcasts because it's just a very uh, concrete example of this. When I met my husband, before he was my husband, we were, we were just friends. Mm. He was convinced that he was an extreme extrovert. And he couldn't understand why things upset him or why he would shut down. He just couldn't understand it. And I remember we were taking a walk one day. I'm like, you realize you're an introvert, right? <laughs> and he, I mean, it blew his mind. To this day, he'll say that's one of the most life-changing life yeah. conversations he's ever had. And I was like, it's so obvious. You go and you put on a show. Mm -hmm. It's not who you really are. You are putting on a show. And you are blah, da, 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 da. And then you're done. And then you need to go hide for three days. It's like you are an introvert who tries to make himself into an extrovert because you think that's what people want from you. And it drains you so badly because that's not who you are. Interesting. And see, I've done the opposite where, so I'm very extra. I've even yes. taken the test that, it, yes, I'm extroverted. But I'll get to like, no, I need that downtime. I, I am introverted right now and I don't want to. And then I'll sit for 20 minutes and I'm like, I should go see one of my friends. So the the difference actually is not I want to be alone versus I want to be around people. It is what gives you energy. Mm, yep, Extroverts, people. people give you energy. Introverts, 100%. alone time gives them energy. So you can still be an intro, you know, you can still be alone for a while, mm -hmm. but it's not giving you energy. Right. It's probably draining your battery. Where an introvert, when they're around people, it's draining their battery. So they need to go plug in by Ooh, being like alone. Yeah, you sure need to go plug in by being around people. Mm -hmm. And every time I fool myself, it's so funny. And uh, and like lockdowns and everything, I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. And then I got, I, I was able to go to an event. And I'm like, oh no, this is nicer. Yeah. And and not to say that I think everyone is some level. Oh, oh, uh, of what is introvert it? versus extrovert. All all extroverts have introverted yeah. tendencies and yeah. vice versa. No one is no. 100%. And it's also situational. You know, I get energy from being around people I like and I'm comfortable with. 
my battery is drained when I'm around people that I don't yeah. like or am comfortable with. So, you know, I, I would say I'm pretty much in the middle. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I might I'm... lean a little bit more towards introvert, but I love being alone because I I really like myself. Whoa. I mean, I entertain, <laughs> and I also have a lot <laughs> of hobbies. You do. That's I what I was going to say. a lot of stuff. You like to paint. You like to read. I like to cook. I like so, to, yeah. So those are the things that it, it, it takes away from your enjoyment to have somebody there with you, right? Not necessarily. Well, hold on. So, like, I love to cook. Okay. But if, if it's, like, go time on cooking, I don't really want anybody sitting there talking to me because I'm not focusing on the conversation. I'm not part of what you're doing because I have seven other things going on and I'm not listening to you at all. Okay. So, that's where some of my some of those hobbies, I think it takes away your enjoyment when you want to. Let's say you're inspired uh, and you want to paint this picture. and You, you need to get mm-hmm. this done. But then I come and I bug you. And then someone else comes and bugs you and so on. I think that's where that introvert piece of the kind of I need my own time. I think it's just so you can enjoy what you're doing. It is, but it but it's different too. So for the cooking example, one of my absolute favorite things to do is to have a friend over, sit at my bar yeah. mm-hmm. and drink and talk to me while I'm cooking. <laughs> because to me, cooking and eating is social. It is. And so that's I'm not creating a work of art. It's, so for <laughs> My husband calls me the Swedish chef. That's how I cook. And he actually bought me a tank top with the Swedish chef that said on it. Because I make a mess. I'm not very precise. I'm throwing shit here and there. I break stuff. I broke our cooktop with meat tenderizer. And I mean, that's why I don't bake. Baking is very precise. Cooking is not. It's funny. I don't like baking either. Yeah. It's a very, very precise. You have to measure. <laughs> guess, guess who loves baking? Liz. Mm-hmm. It's her favorite See? thing to do. There you go. Very precise. I would love to say Todd likes to bake, but he, he doesn't step foot in the kitchen. Well, that's a totally different situation. He to put his dishes on the counter and hey. eat at the bake. Anyway. Like there. So, uh, so I'm different there. The, the place where I don't like to be interrupted is when I'm reading. Because I, I like to slip into that world, and then all of a sudden, hey, mom, blah, blah, blah. Honey, did you do blah, blah, blah? I'm just like, ah. So can you slip into a world where you don't even hear what's going on around you, though? I don't ever quite get to that level. Liz and, there, and there's also different books, too. So if I'm reading a page-turner thriller, I can sit and have a hockey game on with my husband beside me, and I don't care. Yeah. If it's a literary thinker, uh-uh. you need your... I need quiet. I need space alone. Your bubble. Yeah. You parfait. So, I can't get over the It's parfait. It's parfait. It's an onion. <laughs> I can't do Shrek's very well. Or not at all. That was really a not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so introvert versus extrovert. The next one I think is interesting because it is something I never knew about until I read this book. The book is called How to Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Highly recommend this book to anyone because... You can read one chapter of it and it's life changing. I mean, each I listened to this book and I was just like, oh, my God. And then the next, oh, my God. And then the next, oh, my God. (laughs) And usually I'll get kind of one aha moment from a very good book. Mm -hmm. This one, it was like every chapter because they're all about something a little bit different. Um, So it's just it's a very, very, very good book. But he talks about the Dharma personality types and and the different Dharma personality types are the leader. So the leader is very good at governing, inspiring, and engaging others. Then you have the guide, who is very good at learning and sharing knowledge. And then you have the creator, 
very good at brainstorming, networking, innovating solutions. I think this was you. The creator. The creator. And then you've got the maker who's good at inventing, supporting, and implementing ideas and solutions that benefit others. So this... my, My hesitation on the creator versus the maker was the inventing. I'm great at brainstorming because I just spit out the most random stuff that comes out of my brain. And someone's like, no, that's not right. But you've inspired this idea where I feel when I hear creator, I think of the inventing and I'm not great at that. The creator is not an inventor. Yep. See, and the that's what I like. The maker is the inventor. So I thought this was really interesting because I'd never really thought of myself in these terms. And then when I heard them, I was like, holy crap. I am a straight up maker. And actually the maker was the low. So back when you had the the levels of society, mm. really striated society, the makers were the very bottom. They were the serfs huh. because they were doing all the shit, uh. you know? And, and so part of me is just like, I'm a serf, but <laughs> it is absolutely who I am. And so being a business owner, I really gravitate towards doing the work because mm. I'm not a leader. I'm not a creator. I'm not a guide. Those sure. th- I can do them. You know, I can do yep. them, but they don't come natural to me. And if I'm not making enough, then I start to get very depleted and very antsy. Ah, uh, sure. And so, and I see this at home because I remember I was like, why am I so compelled? When we started this business, I was very much in a leader type of role. And I would go home and for whatever, for whatever reason, obviously you'll see the reason, I would come home and I would just be compelled to make these gourmet dinners. What? All the time. Like every night. If if I didn't create some fantastic homemade dinner, there was something in me that was missing. Weird. And and I hadn't quite. I was just like, okay, I guess I'm in my like to cook phase. Uh, <laughs> and then I started <laughs> painting. And then all of a sudden, I didn't need to make those dinners anymore. Hmm. I'd throw hot dogs on the grill. And I was like, why do I not need to make these gourmet? And I kind of started to get it there. I was like, because I'm painting. I'm creating on this side. Hmm. And then I dropped the painting. But then I started to get more into the actual writing role here. So I was, and then I, now it's like, I don't really need to paint. Sometimes I'll make a nice meal. Sometimes I won't, but I'm creating here. So I have to be doing it somewhere or I don't feel like I am myself. Interesting. I don't feel fulfilled. And and my husband, he is a guide. I mean, up one side and down the other. Ah. He wants to teach. He wants to. I mean, you should see the way he talks to the kids. Everything is a so kids. Did you know the You know, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, here we go again. He likes to. It, and that's why we struggle a lot, because I know a lot more than him about most subjects. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he loves watching sports with me, because he can he educate me. More, yeah. I think that's, yeah. But some games he won't play with me. He doesn't like to talk about books because. I wouldn't, I don't like talking about books with him. Yeah. Anything like that. But he is good about, he likes to learn from me too, but he loves. And so he'll always be like, I should really, I should really become a coach. He'll do this every once. So he's a financial planner, right? Yeah. That's what he's done for the majority of his career. He's also a cop, which he hated. Oh. But um, he's a financial planner. All of a sudden he'll be like, what do you think it takes to become an NHL coach? Do you think I could do that? I'm like. (laughs) Uh, no, I really don't. You're 50 years old. You never played hockey. You've never coached a day. No, I don't think you can become a Nor do I think you should. But he'll, because that's his, I want to coach, I want to train. And, and so we always have to go back to, honey, 
you can do that in the role you're already in. You just need to look at it differently. Yes. He'll fall into the, I'm a salesperson. I don't, this isn't natural to me. I don't like this. I'm like, switch your perspective a little. You're teaching people. You're guiding them. And once he can get into that mindset, then he's happy as a lark. Of course. It's the same job. I, I think your instant gratification or your instant results are a little different with yes. that mindset. Yes. And I think that's always tough in the business side. I know I can educate and all this, but I feel if I didn't ask for the sale, then it was just a waste of time. And, yeah. and I feel sales has evolved a lot further that they understand education and the person understanding is very, very important. It is no longer, well, I know at least in, in our business area, this really doesn't work, but you can't go in and just say, I'm not leaving until I get a yes. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'll sit here as long as you want. I've got beer in the fridge. So yeah. let's go. Cause it's still a no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's too pressure. I mean, he is obviously in a, a situation where they do put pressure on sales. Right. He can't just educate all the time and be like, here, I taught you something. Take no your results. money wherever you want. <laughs> so he is getting pressure from that side, but, but it does help for him to put himself into that mindset Absolutely. of I, I am the guy because he's just so naturally, I mean, you, he shines when he's able to coach and educate people. Yeah. He just loves it. But so knowing your Dharma personality type will help you. Like now I'm obviously still in a leadership position, but I put a lot of that on Dan because he's a natural leader. Mm -hmm. He loves it. He's, uh, he might be a creator to networking, innovating solutions. Well, we all have a little, exactly. right? But it's it's where you fit best. And I would definitely say the leader side, yeah. very much so. And he like so why should I keep trying to horn in on something that, A, I'm not all that good at. B, I don't really like it. Yeah. C, I have a business partner who gravitates towards that. And so let's use okay. the resources. It's, it's a good okay. thing. Let it's me, a good thing. Let, let me be the maker and you're the leader. It all works together. Yeah. So, so figuring that out, I think, is really important. Otherwise, you, you will get into roles where you're like, why do I hate every day of my life at work? Well, and I think because I've had sales roles that I felt that way. And then I've had sales roles where I just loved going in every day. Sure. And and I think it's the way of selling. It's how I've always reflected back. So I don't want to go pull doors on businesses. And my goal is by the 700th time I've walked in here, you're going to be so frustrated with me. You'll just say, yes, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. But being able to sit down and talk with people, uh, what is it? Get their pain points and mm -hmm. fix that. That I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's where the brainstorming comes in. The innovating solutions comes yep, in. Yep. And and also, I mean, it's much more than that. You can be doing something you love and have a horrible work environment or a horrible that's, boss yes. or, yeah, and still yeah. hate it. Yeah. It's it's not the end all be all of figuring things out, but it helps. But it does. Help. But every podcast we do is the end all be all. So it really is. listen to what we yeah, say. Yeah. You really don't need to know anything <laughs> else other than listen to so these okay. and it will change your life. Um, so the next one is, is similar to introvert versus extrovert and it's the social gas tank. I love this one. We've talked about this one a, a handful of times. We have. And so this is another one where, where my husband and I, I mean, he has got the gas, I'm trying to, he's got the gas tank of a, of a moped <laughs> and, uh, and I have the social gas tank of an Escalade. Yeah. So. And we, and we know this now. We use the language now. And so he'll be out there putting on his show, which is like going 200 miles an hour on a moped. That's how quickly it drains <laughs> his gas tank. That's what he does. He gets into it. And instead, it's like, slow play it. You 
go 20 miles an hour on your moped and you can at least make it through the evening. Yeah. He puts on the gas and he's the jokester and he's this and he's that. And then he'll look at me and his face. I mean, it's a physical bloop. And I'm just like, and he's empty. We're done. And, And it will be. I mean, it can go boom to boom. And some of our friends are just like, whoa. Where's Todd? I'm just like, he's done. He he blew it. His, his blew it. And I'm like, I'm taking over. Okay. He'll still be here physically. <laughs> but uh, I'm taking over the entertainment now. So, and I can go and go and go. And then the next day I'm like, you want to have friends over? It's, I mean, it is. He's still filling up at that point I think too, I'm, right? I'm a hybrid. I'm, I'm an electric. You're a hybrid. <laughs> just plug in at night, sleep. Little sleep. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. And he is. And, and so we talk about, I'm like, are you ready for friends over again or do you just need but it took a while it took a while to figure that that out and i think a lot of people haven't figured that out what happens to me is i don't realize my gas tank has been refilled so so i'll you know have a real let's say busy weekend of events and all of that and by sunday night i'm just like oh i am done Mm -hmm. i am done and then monday maybe i have a a loose or a a light schedule i'm like good this is what i need and then halfway through the day i'm like i'm bored yeah. I want. I need something. I'm gonna go grab coffee with somebody. Like, I don't realize that my gas tank is full. Somebody filled it overnight, and I didn't yeah. even realize. Because, and and I think that kind of goes back to the the wanting to be a little introverted from mm-hmm. time to time. But, but you then, don't really. No, need it. I don't. I don't yeah. need it in my butt, in my brain and body. They're like, well, we need, we want this. Go, yeah. go get this, and you'll be fine. Yeah, and that and that's reading the the signs mm. because it, having your gas tank empty doesn't feel the same. For everyone sure you know some people can get irritable some people can just get tired some people can get sick oh yeah you know some people can get depressed some you know some people it's just okay i want to be alone it, it does it looks different sure for everyone so yeah knowing and then knowing when it's filled what does that feel like to you and what do you need now yeah yeah or when it's been sitting too long uh, and it, it's been full, but you've been sitting too long, it's and you got to go use some of the gas. Yes, it's yes, yeah. and I think I feel that happened a lot when we weren't able to interact mm-hmm. as much and everything. And once again, the first few months I was fine, but then it really did. I, I even did a whole show on it. The how the introverts are striving right now, and the extroverts are hurting. Call your extroverted well, friend because like we're not okay. The lawnmower that sits over the winter with a full gas tank. Yep, that ain't good. Nope. You know, so sitting with a full gas tank, yeah, it starts to it starts to go bad. So strengths and weaknesses, and things you enjoy or don't enjoy, that seems like a really surface level. Hey, I know what this, is, but it's another tough one. It is. It is another tough one, and a lot of the times, if we don't realize what it is, it's uh, what is. There's a very interesting quote, and I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it was um, even the the frog would think he's inept if everybody expected him to fly oh you know something like that i I think is it a fish i don't know a fish wouldn't be able to you're thinking like the fish and woman needs man like a fish needs bicycle uh you know what no No? i don't even know that one (laughs) i'm just really good at destroying (laughs) two lyrics i think it actually (laughs) it is a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle but i think it came from somewhere else i don't think you two I'm gonna have to look that up now. You you go for it. That's it's, all. It's possible that <laughs> they did. Um, but but what it's saying is, and and I'll I'll do another aside here. So I was in a very bad relationship briefly, and the whole time he was manipulating me and making me feel bad about myself by continually putting me into situations that I was not good at. Oh my god! 
just and knowing knowingly doing it not letting me go into any situations where i would thrive mm-hmm. continuously putting me in just one after the other after the other and it you know by the end of that i was i'm a piece of shit i can't Ugh. do anything right i'm and it was there's so many things i'm good at but i can't be good at everything nobody can be and there are so many things that i'm bad at and continually being confronted with with everything that you're bad at and being criticized because you're not good at it I mean, talk about a way to drive a person into the ground. No kidding. And and that was done to me, but a lot of people do that to themselves. Mm. A lot of them, because I need to work on my weaknesses. I I need to work on my weaknesses. So they're just continually ignoring the things that are easy for them, that they excel at, because they think they need to be someone else. And that's why I'm a huge component of strength finders, because when it was Mm -hmm. explained to me, it's everything we do is always focused on what we do bad. Let's fix it. Strength finders is like, well, let's re-engineer this. How about we look at what we do well and then improve that? And then we'll have a better base for the things we might not do well. Yeah. And, And you can usually find ways to manage the things you don't do well. I have no directional ability. I've tried and tried and tried. Well, now I got GPS. Don't need it. Or I'm with someone who knows. Or if I would continue, I'm just going to drive myself out in the country and try and make it home. Yeah, you know that was. <laughs> you wouldn't never be here me today, again, you know. <laughs> uh, but those things are easy for me. Or like here at work, being in front of a microphone, being in front of a video camera, getting up and talking in front of people—it's always been very easy for me. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yep, me too. So why would we go put somebody who that they throw up at the thought of their probably never going to change right give it to the person who's good at it and let them be on the back end editing or doing something that they're good at and and don't ask me to do the paperwork because yeah. you know send me out to do the sale but then don't and and i've I, it's not always been the challenge in the sales world i've learned the systems and everything but if i could eliminate that during my day i would have so much more time to do other sales calls yes absolutely and there are some people who love paperwork they love details they love all of that yeah yeah Yeah. give it to them yeah they're gonna do it better yes and they're they're gonna gonna be so happy yeah they're gonna enjoy it yeah where if you drag them out to a sales call they're gonna hate every minute of it they'll show up but yeah it's about it now and that's not to say that we can you know ignore all of our weaknesses I'm not great at cleaning. Does that mean, I mean, we hired a cleaner, so that was great, but I still have to do some cleaning. Correct. You know, Correct. I still have to do it. Yeah, you can, but you can manage it. Just like I said, we hired a cleaner. That's $150 a month. I can easily make an extra $150 a month writing a couple blogs. Oh. You know, so why not go do that that I'm going to enjoy and be good at? I always half-ass the house cleaning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was still They gross. come in and finish it up. Uh, there was a guy I knew, and... He he very much could have bought a house, and, and, and this is when buying a house was super easy. And he goes, well, I don't want to take care of the yard. I, I worked in, uh, I mowed lawns for a couple summers, and I just hate it so much. And I'm like, well, then buy a house at the level where you can afford somebody to yeah. come and maintenance. So instead of a $200,000 home, buy a $150,000 home and have a little extra, and then have them maintain it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, if you don't do something well and, and other people do, have them do it. I think that's why people use bookkeepers. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do payroll, but they love it. Exactly. Next one is how do you best like to work? And I think uh, this is tough nowadays because 
everything is going towards the open work environment. Oh, it's best for collaboration and this. It's not best for everyone. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people out there that need space, that need to not have people yapping in their ears all the time, that need their own place to deep work. Deep work is another very good book that okay. anyone should read. Um, I can't remember the author off the tip of my, it might be Cynic. Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek? No. I don't think that's right. But Deep Work. I don't think there's more than one book out there probably called that. Yeah. I, I hope. Um, but it was a very good about, there are some things that we do that do need solitude. Even if you're the most extroverted person in the world, being able to focus and get something done. If I'm alone and I'm trying to write web content and nobody's bugging me and I can have my environment the way I want it. I could get it done in an hour. Mm. If I'm in an open concept where Dan's wandering around, so the last, he does this all the time, the last client that came in, I'm like, seriously, dude, I'm doing something. Or, you know, it's the employee comes in, so the other day I bought, because we're in a very open work environment. I'm right yeah. by the front door. I get interrupted constantly. <laughs> so if I was in an office alone, I could probably get all my day's work done, I'd say in three hours. But it takes me eight because I am in an open work environment. and so. Really, my ideal situation would probably be to have an an office where I could do my deep work several hours a day and then come out into an open environment and talk and visit when I want to. Right. Uh, I read an article on working from home because when I was traveling, I, I did work from home. And a lot of the points that were on there were, were pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, but the one thing it said is, keep in mind. You can get three hours of work done in one hour if you are working home by yourself versus in an office setting. And this was, I mean, this was years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's very true because the social aspect of it, you get pulled away and then kind of have to get back into it and get uh -huh. started again. So I think there, there's a lot to be said to have a pod you could go sneak into with a computer, yeah. get it done. And then, you know what? Yeah. Hang out in the break room for an hour or so on the clock, of course, because you've You've put in all the effort, and now you can go kind of enjoy your environment, which is a perfect balance, and, in my opinion. And also having um, having it be your choice and knowing what to expect. Because there, and I've tried to tell Dan this, when he wanders over and starts talking to me, I'm usually pretty rude because <laughs> I'm in the middle of something. So I, I'll kind yes. of glance up, but I'm still working. And that's my sign, like, go, go away. I am in work mode right now. I am not in socialized mode. I am not in sales mode. And so I've told him, I'm like, both you and Travis do this to me. And I'm, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to look uninterested. Here's how to fix it. Schedule a time for us to talk about this. It'd be great if it's over a beer or something. Yeah. I'll sit and talk to you for an hour and be totally engaged because that's what I'm doing at that time. You guys come over. I'm involved in a project. Mm -hmm. It's hard for you to tell because I'm sitting there. You don't. I don't have an office right. door that I can close, but it does. It, it turns me into somebody I don't like who I am when I do that. But also, if I responded to every single one of those bids for attention, I'd never get anything done. Mm -hmm. So, no. but, and that's me. Well, but, and see, I'm the opposite. I will take any opportunity to get away from, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm working at the computer to get a, well, writing content, if I had to write content, which Lord knows I don't. But if I did, I would take every excuse to get away and mm -hmm. go do something else and talk to somebody else. Yeah. And that's why I love networking because you succeed when you do that yeah. and you actually make people happy when you do that versus, 
yeah, if I'm in an environment where I need to get some paperwork done, here's here's a true story. I will block out a whole day to get to get maybe one project done, and I promise it will not be done by that end of the day. It's just, and that's just the way I work. Yeah, and and I always debate, and I I don't know. I'm starting to kind of figure it out more. I always debate if I can be more productive in a social setting versus the closed off. Because it's possible. It's in a, quite possible. In the closed off, I'm much more likely to get distracted and just go, you know, scroll through Facebook or do irrelevant things. Sure. Where in that social setting, like uh, the first time I had Isabel home when she was a baby, I got more done in two hours because I didn't know when she was going to wake up. Oh, it's so really rushing. I, I straight focused and got yeah. it done. And I'm like, gosh, if I could just work this way every day, I'd be oh, yeah. super efficient. Oh, that's. Yeah, if you've got one task to do and you have two hours to do it, or you have one task to do and you have six hours to do it, it's very likely that the same task will get done in either two hours or six hours, whatever your time frame is that you gave yourself. It will. It oh, absolutely will. Okay, I wrote two paragraphs. I got all the time in the world. Let me go do this and that, and then <laughs> I'll come back to it. You know, it's, yep. yeah. So knowing that about yourself, I think is important. And, uh, Capacity for meetings. I always like to talk about this one because it's so different for me and for Dan. Mm. And in the beginning, so Dan, you will never go to a meeting with Dan that is less than an hour. It does not matter if you've got 10 minutes of information to talk about or five hours. It will never be less than an hour, ever, ever, (laughs) ever. So if everything's been done in the first 10 minutes, you now have 50 minutes of chit chat, idle chit chat, which drives me in. Insane. You're ready to move on. And so in the beginning, and, and again, it turns me into an ass. Uh, you know, I'll be like, are we done here? Are we done here? Can I leave? Can I, or I'll just space out or I'll, I can't sit there and do it. And so we figured out pretty early on. It's like, if we have to be in a meeting together, I'm going to have a meeting or something halfway through that I need to leave for, or bring mm-hmm. me in in the middle when you're talking about my portion of it, or Find a way to manage it because it wasn't helping either one of us. Right. I wasn't assisting the meeting by sitting there and jiggling my and looking bored or looking irritated. <laughs> I wasn't helping anyone. And and so knowing that that this I'm a very purpose driven when it comes to meetings. What's the purpose of this meeting? Again, if it's a happy hour, social okay. Totally I'll different. sit there and visit for two hours because that's the purpose of that meeting. Right. If the purpose of the meeting is to sell them a website and get their content. Well, once that's done, the once, meeting the meeting should be go. done. Yep. I don't I don't need to learn about your kids for the next forty <laughs> minutes or talk about the weather. It's a waste of my time. So so knowing that because there are and I am not saying that Dan's way is wrong. Neither way is wrong. Dan it, gets to know people. He builds whatever he's doing. Relationship. Yeah. I think it would be difficult for Dan to adjust to the. Uh, okay, we did point A, B, and C. Peace out. Oh, absolutely. Because he would he would leave missing yes. that interaction yes. and feel disconnected. Probably after a while, feel disconnected from everyone yes. because it's not the social side. So once again, communication and understanding mm-hmm. is how you're going to improve and have everybody yeah. come together. And I am very, very good at streamlining and saying, this is what needs to be done. This is that, 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 what now, cut through all the stuff, we're done. So I can get things done very easily if you let me handle it so i can come in and get shit done and then be out of there Mm -hmm. and then dan can spend the rest of the time socializing but you let him run the meeting and it's again he knows he's got an hour (laughs) so whether we have five minutes or he's using the and it's strong out and you know (laughs) it's like just let me come in here and get cut to the chase and get it done and then you guys 
So where I have challenges with that is emails and uh, phone calls. So let's say I have to deliver some bad news to somebody. Mm-hmm. I just want to call them and I would be like, hey, hi, hi, boom. But I know, especially in the consumer setting, it is nice to have a little banter. Although I have learned, uh, I no longer say, how are you today? Because uh, if we're going through a challenging situation or something bad has happened, then I, I, I receive too many well, not really good. I'm like, yeah, I don't really have anywhere to go after this. I so know, it's like, oh shit, we're gonna get drunk. Yeah. This. So, yeah. so I just took that out. I let them kind of, if they want to chat a little, I'll chat with what they want to. But I don't know for in, in an email. Don't have a conversation with me in an email. Tell me what you need. Yeah. Because I've got about five minutes to read. Not even that. I got two minutes to read what you gave me. If it's longer than a paragraph, I'm going to say, oh, I'll do it later. And guess what? You won't. I'm doing it later. <laughs> it reminds me. I think it's the movie. Uh, I could be wrong. If you, if you guys know if this is a different movie, please tell us. License to Drive. Do you remember that movie from the 80s? Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Oh, the Corys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mercedes, Mercedes was the girl. I can't remember the actress's name. She's very famous. Anyway, they were trying to get their driver's licenses, and they kept going to the DMV, you know, and the DMV, well, how are you today? And it was like one of the exit scenes. The next person came up, and it was like an old woman. She's like, and how are you today? She's like, lousy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like where this scene ended. I just always love that. And of course, the DMV person still has a smile on their face. But yeah, most of the time. Uh, that, that's funny because that gets into a complete other category of topic that we'll save for another time. Yeah. But uh, the listening and the asking when you really want to know versus the niceties. Yep. You know, it's like, are you asking? Most of the time you're asking how somebody's day is to be pleasant and nice, right? You don't really want to know. No, deep down inside you makes no really difference. You really don't. Nope. Um, and if everybody did tell you how they felt every time, you'd never get anything done or go anywhere. And, and I do love the, sorry, you do today. <laughs> and I've had people say, well, I'm above ground today. Or um, if I if I complained, no one would care anyways. And I'm like, you know what? Right. I know. I it's such a passive nice. aggressive <laughs> response, it though. Is. It's like, just realize it's social niceties. <laughs> yeah, just, just say you're fine. Nobody and let's move on. really wants to know. <laughs> Um, so then it comes down to the last, last thing I want to talk about today is how to share who you are with others, because I think that's important to, to show others who you are so they know how to use the platinum rule with you. Mm-hmm. And we all know what the platinum rule is. Treat others. How? Uh, they, want they to want to be treated. Yep. So if you don't show others, I am, I'm a hundred percent convinced that people treat us the way we train them to treat us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're getting walked all over, it's because you've trained people to walk all over you. Yep. It, it's it's just the way the world works. Unfortunately, if that's the one thing you take from this podcast, every time anything happens, good or bad, look to yourself. Absolutely. What did I do? How could I make this better? Or what did I do right now, that not, I should do again? Not to fix it, right? But just to, to accept uh, jealousy is the big one for me. I need to recognize when I am jealous of something and why. So so I don't come off as a jerk or I don't say something inappropriate to somebody or not inappropriate, but but rude. Right. Because I have this jealous feeling. I look to myself and say, okay, well, why are you yeah. jealous though? Yeah. Again, a constant learning about yourself. Yeah. yeah. And and there are some people you can explicitly share this with. I mean, your spouse, you can talk to them. Hey, I have this trigger and it makes me act this way. Or, hey, I've learned this about myself and this is how we can work you know, but then there's strangers, there's coworkers, there's networking partners where having that conversation would be weird mm-hmm. or too much information. Right. So then how do you share 
yourself with others in that way. And I think a lot of it is just arranging things. People don't need to know everything about you. If I have somebody who wants to sit down with coffee and have coffee with me, and I know that that's going to make me jumpy and irritable because I don't like doing that, but I know that a happy hour, I'd be much more nice to be around. I'm going to arrange my schedule to have it be then. Right. They don't need to know why. Right. I don't need to have a big long, you know what? I think it were blah, blah, blah. No, just be like, <laughs> hey, four o'clock works better for me. Can you meet here? Boom. So a lot of it is just the way you act mm. and and not putting yourselves into situations that are going to trigger you or that are going to make you feel like an asshole or act like an asshole. It's arranging your life in a way that best suits you. And that's not selfish. Mm-mm. That's actually giving value to others because you're going to be the best version of yourself. Yep. And I think people don't realize that you have the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. When people set up one-to-ones with me and they're like, well, where are you? What part of town are you in? Where are you going to be at this time? Mm-hmm. And and I'm guilty of saying that. I'm absolutely guilty of saying that because I'm all over all day. Yeah. So if you tell me where you're at right now, okay, well, I can accommodate to you. Well, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. But then you, you have, but you have people too. That, where would you like to go? What works best? Oh, four o'clock at blah, blah. And How about- I love it. Oh, how about two o'clock across town? Well, why did you ask? I'm completely open on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, let's do 10. Well, okay, not at 10. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to say whatever works best for you, you better take whatever I say. <laughs> you know, otherwise say, hi, when are you available? These are my best times and I'd like to meet in this part of town. Just say what, it. What I do is I say, if you, I, I'm going to use a coffee house because I, I love coffee houses. I say, if you have a coffee house you've been wanting to try, I'm in. Otherwise, I like to go to here. Perfect. Then Perfect. then we have a place. But if if you really itching to go try yeah. corporate and Farno, like that too. let's do it. Yeah. And that's that knowing yourself mm-hmm. and putting it out there to a way that somebody else can understand it without explicitly having to explain yourself. Yep. And putting yourself into a situation where you're gonna be the best brand of you, which is giving value to whoever you're meeting with. Oh, I always want to be the best brand and I, I can be. Know you too. <laughs> so being engaged by knowing yourself. I hope everybody learned a little something. Um, if you take anything from this, go read Jay Shetty's book, How to Think Like a Monk. It is <laughs> yeah. it is so good. Um, but there are a lot of good books out there about um, all these topics. Uh, Quiet is a really good book about introversion. I was like, that doesn't sound like my type Susan of book. Susan Cain is the, um, is the author of that. That's a very good book on introversion and how you can use it to your advantage. Mm. You know, kind of like there's nothing wrong with you. Right. And there's you not- know, you've got a lot of strengths as an introvert, so so use them. Um, but a couple of book recommendations there. But anything else that you'd like to add on this topic, Brandon? No, I, I do like the you need to check yourself. I, I think mm-hmm. it's always good that we're reviewing how we are. And, and you know, you hear the mental illness is a big part of this mm-hmm. world right now. And I think it's because we are trained not to check ourselves. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yep. Yeah. And always put a ha- on a happy face. Yep. And if you, if you're feeling this, you shouldn't. So go ahead and bury that yeah. and it'll, it'll just disappear. And yeah. and it doesn't. Oh no. And it squirts out in weird ways. It, it, <laughs> it does. Is that visual for you? But you got to realize some of that is on us personally to recognize all of, all of it is on us personally yeah. to recognize because if you have a problem no one's going to fix it no nope. probably don't even know about it and it's not someone else's problem it is not it is not and a lot of the is a lot of the challenges we have in life is because of choices we have made mm-hmm. now when you get into sales i feel it's totally opposite but i'm also a sales guy mm-hmm. but for the most part the biggest challenges we have in life we got ourselves mm-hmm. there and now it is how are you going to get out 
Absolutely. So thank you for listening. I hope you learned a little something or at least got a few chuckles. <laughs> that works too. Yeah, everyone gets a chuckle. Uh, so subscribe, subscribe. please, yep. so that you can know when we drop our new podcasts. Uh, give us a like. Write a review. Yep. If it's positive. If it's not, just send us a private message and we can go from there. Actually, you can mail me a letter if you have something negative snail to tell mail. me. Snail mail. I really Brandon like to read those. Snail mail. <laughs> uh, but we really appreciate you listening and we look forward to talking to you next time.